It's not really an episode. It's not really like it's, a, it's it is its own thing. It's a thing. I'm Dem. I'm joined by Eleni. We're talking about Marvel things today. Say hello, Eleni. Hello, hello. Very excited to have this chat with you, Dem. Indeed, because as you as you all know, as you know, of course, Eleni, and as we all know, the multiverse of madness, Doctor Strange, has re- been out for a hot minute. This will be us chatting, having a bit of a yarn about it. How good. Uh, and talking one-to-one about everything that happened. So, of course, big spoilers, friends, big spoilers indeed. So if you have not seen the film or just don't want to hear anything more about it, which weird vibe, why did you click on this? If you, that Interesting choice. But, yeah, we're going to be talking a lot of spoilers, guys. So if you, uh, if you want to get away from any kind of spoilers for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, I would click away now. I would run for the hills. I would take a moment, watch it, come back, and then listen. Because, hey, Player One on Sin, 90.7 FM, Melbourne, we, uh, we like to talk stuff that's nerdy, fun, video gamey, etc. So, uh, yeah. But, Lenny, what was your vibe on this absolute Marvel, let's call it a romp, because it was a lot. <laughs> it was. That's. I feel like that's one of the best ways to describe it. It was a lot to take in. Uh I've actually seen the the movie twice now. Um, oh. So I think it was great to see it a second time. I think initially, like I enjoyed it and obviously we'll discuss the plot and some of the sort of intricacies of the movie later, but I enjoyed it more the second time around, I found. Yeah. I think, you know, as it stands, it's not my favourite Marvel film, I think. And, you know, I did review it and I really sort of honed in on the fact that it kind of didn't live up to the hype and it had a lot of potential that I don't think it really capitalised on. Still really enjoyable. There were some great moments, great characters, great acting. But, yeah, that's I've just been left with a little bit of a, I don't know, moment of confusion, slight sour taste <laughs> in my mouth. I don't know. What about you, Dem? Just a, just a, a warhead, a sour warhead of, of flavour. It's sweet but somehow a little sour and a little bit much, honestly. Exactly, 100%. <laughs> So much citric acid on the tongue. Probably wasn't a great idea, guys. Um, this is the thing, though. I forgot about how much hype there was because I've sort of, uh, I've sort of died back on watching the trailers for Marvel films because I've been finding them just to ruin the whole thing, as well as like little preamble, um, like, you know, when people analyze the film or like TV shows or anything that they can see everything and how how people are responding on Twitter and stuff like that. I've been really distancing myself with it because I'm finding I'm enjoying these films a lot more by just going in to watch them because I'm genuinely interested in what they have to offer as opposed to what they've been promised to offer. I think it was you that said this, Eleni, that like Marvel probably shouldn't do trailers anymore. And if they're going to, they should just do like little promos because this has gotten out of hand, the the changes. Well, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, that was after I saw Multiverse of Madness, I went back and watched the trailer. And I was like, firstly, like half of the content in the trailer, some of the lines weren't even in the film. But then the way they mash it all up, the way they like omit characters, the way they change visual effects, it's like, why do you bother? Like, 
it's just the most misleading thing ever. And I'm like, just, yeah, like, you know, give us a little 30 second teaser and that's it. You know, release some stills, give us some like character designs, a couple descriptions. But yeah, I'm with you. I think it's getting to the point where it's better to go in blind. Uh, Mm. Unfortunately, you know, with social media, it's almost impossible to avoid any discourse about the MCU. Um, But yeah, I guess one thing that I think a lot of people were confused as to what it would be was the plot. So Dem, do you want to give us a bit of a recap of, of the plot of this film? Absolutely, absolutely. So basically, though the trailers told us that this would be a strange on strange kind of showdown, basically every time, and this this is literally it, guys, basically every time you saw a Doctor Strange that was evil in the trailer, they just subbed Wanda in for it. They just threw her in. Um, that's basically what happened. So we, we are introduced to a, an alternate Strange running with new character, uh, America Chavez, uh, who are both running from this like weird tentacle monster of doom. We love tentacle monsters. They come up quite often in this film. Uh, strange dies, Chavez gets away. And then we run into our strange in uh, which is revealed in this film to be universe 616, which is surprising because we were told that uh, the Marvel cinematic universe was like 1000, 10,000, whatever. Uh, I don't actually know what its number is, but I know it's like one with a lot of zeros and then a six or something like that. But it's interesting to see that they're now referring to this universe as 616 because it's like, uh, excuse me, ma'am. Um, but anyway, and that's that's an official source. That's not just like Mysterio from from Spider-Man saying it. That is legit. I was oh, going to say, yeah. that's no, I was going to say, that's one of the most ridiculous things that's come out of this, like in Far From Home, Mysterio literally refers to that earth as 616. And it's like, how did he know that? Like, what the hell? Like, right? that was the thing I was like, what? But then he also refers to his homeworld because, lo and behold, uh, spoilers for Spider-Man. What's that one called? It's not. It's not. No way home. Far, oh, far no, from no, far home. From far home, from home. I'm thinking. Far from home. Far from home. They just need numbers now, guys. This is getting to the point where I'm getting confused between it, like the Xbox iterations. Um, <laughs> But like with that one, he also refers to the universe he comes from when he's lying to Nick Fury. Nick Fury, oh my god, that whole movie's a mess, a good mess. Um, when he's lying to Nick Fury uh, in that scene, he also re- refers to his own universe as the universe that Doctor Strange and America Chavez then end up in when they start universe hopping. Um, it's like eight two eight or two eight two or something like that. It's it. They love their mirroring numbers. I'm probably completely wrong. Why don't you tell us about how wrong I am? Uh, on our social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. I'm not right on Facebook, but we can give it a crack again. Uh, YouTube, just like wherever you can find us, just tell us how wrong I really am. Please do, please do. Seriously, I would love you to just talk some beep in the comments. That would be great. Thanks, guys. Love you so much. But anyway, so we we were in 626. Stephen Strange is being a sad boy after waking up from a, a nightmare. Uh, the nightmares that we were told about a lot in the trailers. Sad boy is going to the wedding, all happy like, yeah, I'm a happy doy, going to the wedding of love interest. Christine. Christine, thank you. I saw Rachel McAdams and I was like, yeah, but that wouldn't be helpful. Yeah, Rachel McAdams, his uh, love interest is actually Rachel McAdams. Um, yeah, but Christine is getting married to some guy I don't think we've met before that I don't know anything about. But she looks incredibly happy. They have a conversation. He tries to be like, I lo-. well, he actually is. He actually does do a bit of a, a like a sad doy moment where he's like, I've always loved you and we should have been a thing. And it's like, I'm literally my wedding day, my dude, literally my wedding day. I, I remember seeing that scene and being like, that's not on. That's that's emotional blackmail. I know. I was like, we need to bury this trope. Like, this needs to stop happening. People need to stop, like, confessing their love to, like, 
exes when they're happily married. Like, I'm not, I don't know. No, no, thank you. Do- red especially, flags, Dr. Strange. Especially midway through wedding. Like, that is, that is an event that she has planned for months. He's had plenty of time, plenty of time to make things up. And he chose her wedding day. That's just lazy. I know shit's hard, but that's lazy. Um, anyway, sorry. Hate aside for that moment. Uh, basically, monster attacks and then... Doctor Strange, like the good ex-boyfriend he is, completely upstage Christine's wedding by going and fighting a giant monster right outside the venue. I'm sorry, I just feel like he was being an absolute sad boy during that whole moment, uh, even though Christine's wedding looked beautiful. Oh, and there's that cute, sorry, there's that cute moment between him and uh, the doctor that he doesn't like uh, from the hospital in the first movie that I can't remember his name either, because he literally has like a five second thing. But in the first movie, these two doctors have like this whole thing with One's like, he's brain dead. And then Doctor Strange is like, he's not. He's still alive. And then it's basically just a scene from Sherlock, but in Doctor Strange. Anyway, so we'll jump back to the big tentacle monster outside Christine's wedding, uh, who is attacking America Chavez, who has managed to escape into 616. So we're all caught up. We're all together. Wong comes in. They fight the monster. They they take it down, etc. And then America's like, oh, you tried to kill me when we were jumping between universes. Yikes, I'm running away from Doctor Strange now. Um, from there, she steals Doctor Strange's sling ring, which, you know, all-powerful wizard. Wong's just like, dude, Sorcerer Supreme of Earth. Like, come on. And they basically suss it out. I think it's, they end up sussing it out over pancakes, perhaps. Some kind of diner meal. Uh, and then they do some analysis of the situation. I can't remember what happens, but we end up at Wanda who is trimming, I believe they're apple blossom trees. She's doing the full like recovering like moment. It actually gave me massive flashbacks to an episode of Justice League uh, where they go to an alternate earth and like all the villains there have been lobotomized by Superman. Um, If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you don't. But there's this scene with Poison Ivy where she's cutting the heads off of roses and she's just, it it gave me massive that vibes. Um, Anyway. Uh, basically Wanda's just like tending to her garden and she's like oh yeah like I'm I'm sorry about Westview and Doctor Strange like the good Sorcerer Supreme ex-Sorcerer Supreme years goes I don't care it's fine and it's like you should that's a massive red flag okay sure you don't care whatever um no I was just gonna say that um yes I think something that definitely I know that we'll be chatting about later is sort of the the major inconsistencies of this film and that for me was one of them the fact that like Wanda who's like one of the most powerful beings in that universe there was just no one who felt the need to like check up on her after she like (laughs) took hostage to a whole town like why and like I was that was really I was like what like so what you've just left her here like no one thought to be like you know, like, this is a bit concerning. Maybe we'll just see what's going on, babes. Like, right. why? Like, uh, anyways, but yeah, so she as you said. vented an entire mental breakdown onto a town, literally. Like, that was that is the ultimate form of venting, I would say. Imposing your grief upon an entire town. And then there's that whole rhetoric where it's like, no, your chosen family, the Avengers, we love you. And then not one of them, not one of them went, oh, I hope Wanda's okay. Oh, I should check in on Wanda. Like, you know. Hawkeye had a massive thing where he was like, you know, playing father figure to her in in Age of Ultron. Sorry, where's that relationship gone? Look, we all all know that if Black Widow was still alive, she would have looked after her. But hey, Mm. you know, the only one who cared about the Avengers was the one who who sadly left us. But yes, as you said, Doctor Strange does visit Wanda wanting some help. (laughs) Um, 
because you know they revealed that um the magic that was used against them to um track america was witchcraft um anywho wonder looks all happy happy dappy um and one of my favorite scenes actually in the film is when she's talking to strange about you know he's mentioning this young girl who's in danger and wonder just kind of lets it slip and says oh why don't you bring america here even though strange hasn't actually said her name um which i love the look on his face too it's he knew he knew he messed up big time but then it's the moment of okay wonder what's going on the scene changes and it's just like a graveyard essentially it's gone from this beautiful orchid vibe to then darkness you know just basically like a setting of death really um and you know we get to my depression room kind of vibe (laughs) yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent um we get the transition and she's in her um uh, Scarlet Witch outfit which looks fantastic some people mm. weren't super happy about the slight changes from WandaVision to Doctor Strange but I loved it it looks fantastic um, and that kind of from there sets up the whole film which is Wanda wanting to harness America's powers because America does have the ability to travel through the multiverse which is very convenient that she yes. just appears um, but Wanda does want to harness those powers so that she can be reunited with her two sons who anyone who's seen uh wonder vision will know the significance of that the role that plays in her life um and yeah wonder big bad in this movie skull it like you said at the beginning really this movie should have been called scarlet witch and the multiverse of madness because she is the main character i think um well honestly it's just i feel like dr strange is the setting and she is the main character even though she i, I know that we can't technically like this would become like a very I think it'd become a more interesting film actually if we followed um Wanda Maximoff as the main character because we would be following essentially an antagonist which would be like super wild you know like a superhero film as well like that would be like whoa but we follow of course Doctor Strange who's like the the good good because he's trying to protect someone but that's all he does the whole time because it's not it's actually nice I think that they don't just go Wanda's a bad guy even though she does some pretty cool shit it's kind of nice that they don't immediately go she's evil even though she's she's very evil I would say she is she she's a few steps off Thanos honestly and like brutality wise like it's pretty cooked what she gets up to but um it's nice that we don't completely write her off immediately because we we know her um it would be awful if we literally wrote off like my favorite character in in the MCU immediately um but yeah well yeah I think that's interesting um and yeah, as as we said, one thing we'll get into is the inconsistencies, because I do wonder if the role that she had to play might have been smaller, but given sort of the popularity of WandaVision and how she basically is like fan favorite character, I do wonder if all of those reshoots led to her having a bigger role, which then minimized Doctor Strange's role, which is not a good thing. Um, but yeah, I guess and now, just, go ahead. Sorry. And now Benedict Cumberbatch is actually saying that he's having a break from acting as well. So I feel like this was an exhausting movie to be on. Oh, they're all having breaks from acting. I feel like that's just everyone's having – Andrew Garfield's having a break. Tom Holland's having a break. Oh. Everyone's having a break. Um, everyone's having a holiday. Okay, never mind. I don't know where I'm at. No, no, but it's just that thing. It makes me laugh that they're all like – these jobs are obviously so, like, I don't know, taxing that they're all like, nah, I'm out. Um, it would be exhausting as well just not being able to talk about it either. Like, that's all I want to do at the end of the day, talk about the random stuff that happened during my workday. So – I totally get it. But yes. No, that's actually a good point. I never thought about that. Yeah, they can't be like, oh, like, 
listen to what I got up to at work because it's like Legit. no, you ruin the whole film. Um, like Tom yeah. Holland even talking about being like strung up over a lake was enough of a spoiler that he nearly got like reprimanded from the original Spider Man. Yes, <laughs> I've like, I've seen that clip. Yeah. Oh man, but anyway, yeah. Sorry. Um. Well, yeah. To just kind of go through the rest of the plot, it then leads to American Doctor Strange kind of going through you know, the multiverse, and I use that very loosely because they only really end up in one other universe. Um, and then they de- just wreak havoc there, truly. Like, they cause absolute decay there. Like, everyone yeah. ends up dead, literally. Yeah, they that poor that poor universe, um, honestly. Like, all they did was cause harm. But, yeah, they end up in an alternate universe. Um, and Amet, you know, they, they go to see that universe's version of Doctor Strange, who has actually died, which was an interesting thing. He died... Well, at that point, we're led to believe died, um, sacrificing himself to defeat Thanos. Um, and then we find that Mordo is the Sorcerer Supreme, which is a great return from the first Doctor Strange, a different version. But, you know, it's cool to see that character come back who then, you know, kind of betrays Strange a little bit. He makes this moment where he says, you know, you're the biggest threat to our universe or the multiverse. Um, and then... We end up meeting the Illuminati, which was probably the highlight of this film, let's be honest, um, getting the the cameos that were promised, even if it was 10 minutes. Um, but <laughs> 10 minutes of the best memes you will ever see, friends. 10 minutes of just incredible, incredible memes. Oh, absolutely. And then, so yeah, from there, you know, Doctor Strange meets the Illuminati. We see an alternate version of Christine who clearly had a bigger role to play in this film given that they introduce her as someone who studies the multiverse it's like why didn't she have a bigger role if she basically has the best understanding of the multiverse which bothered me a lot um because I was like this is the perfect character to explain this and that's part of the issue of this film it's they never really explain the multiverse honestly it's like the dreams you have are different years and it's like that makes no sense um Mm. but yes strange is then led and is met by the illuminati which who is it comprised of them? Oh my, oh, oh my. If you've seen Marvel's What If, then you probably already know who it is. All the action figures that have come out, friends, we have to start it off with. I think the first intro we get is, well, we get Mordo, obviously. I'm not sure if he's included in the lineup of the Illuminati or if he's just there. Kind of feels like he's just sort of there, but also I could totally understand him being a part of it. We get uh, Captain Carter. Uh, that is that is uh, ca- look, that is Peggy Carter's Captain America character, Captain Britain, I suppose, um, in her classic. Well, it's not even in the classic. It's more like that uh, that navy kind of uh, Civil War, not Civil War, the one before that, the Captain America film before Civil War. Uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, yeah, that kind of. Thank you, thank you. There's far too many films, and none of them are called one, two, and three. So, back in the time of Iron Man and Thor, it was Thor one, Thor two. Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2. Easy. Now I've got to remember the canonicity of the whole thing. Anyway, we get we get Captain Carter, we get Mordo, we get Professor X in his big blue <laughs> Professor X mobile, <laughs> which many people have called wheels to me, to my face. <laughs> I don't know who, did you say that to me or did someone else call him wheels? I don't think I said that. I don't. It didn't feel like a thing you would say. People have been calling him Wheels because they didn't know who he was. People who don't watch a lot of, um, a lot of uh, Marvel films like Wheels, the bald guy, uh, Patrick Stewart, just like. 
I, this is this is one of the issues we'll talk about as well, just how inaccessible some of the scenes have been. Because <laughs> the next one confused so many people. Uh, just Mr. Fantastic, played by uh, our good friend John Krasinski. Cross John Krasinski from The Office, amazing, right? And I've I've heard a lot of people go like, oh yeah. It's 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 what's the call from the office. I don't watch the office, guys. I'm the worst. That's basically why I'm struggling with his name. I'm like, it it's it's the guy from the office. Fire out, Brussels sprout. What are we gonna do? He's, he's playing Reed Richards. This is amazing. Um, and then finally we also get uh, a Captain Marvel who is played by. Sorry, I don't have any of the names in front of me. Do you know who it is? Lashana something or other. Let's see. It's it's the one who plays her in um in one division, I think. No, no, it's not. It's in, in Captain Marvel. It's her friend, Marie Rambo. Oh, it is her friend. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> I didn't recognize her. That yeah. sucks. Let me see. Marie Rambo. Yeah, I just cut this bit. So this trash. Uh, who is it played by? Who is she played by? It's Lashana something. I'm trying to find it. Let me find Lashana. It. You couldn't just put the actor on it maybe friends anywhere hello no Lashana Lynch thank you why was that why was that nowhere I was looking I just looked up Maria Rambo actor that's well (laughs) I was looking at the Marvel Cinematic Universe wiki because I thought that might help (laughs) well it came up with Maria Rambo so I was like well surely her actor will be there but no apparently not we see Maria uh, Maria Rambo played by Letitia. Was it Letitia or Larissa? Lashana Lynch. Send help, friends. Send help. There's people who I cannot remember the names of. Oh, and it's depressing. But we've got a uh, complete alternate reality style Captain Marvel where instead of Carol Danvers going up, it is Maria Rambo who went up in the experimental uh, flight simulator situation that was created by. Uh, Watch the plot of Captain Marvel, folks. That is a great movie. Um, I'm not going to go through that one there because this movie is already jam-packed and we are only just at the Illuminati. But uh, basically, alternate reality, Maria Rambo became Captain Marvel instead of Carol Danvers. What a vibe. Um, so, yeah, we have this full team of five people who are like, um, you forgot oh, about, I've forgotten someone. You forgot Black Bolt. Um, I did. Oh, my God. He's grand. Like No, and I actually, what I enjoyed about that was because Black him. Bolt was in the TV show Inhumans, which was a horrible show. And it's the same actor, yeah. isn't it? So I'm really glad that, like, he got his kind of big screen moment Um, because that was one of, out of all of the sort of members of the Illuminati, that would have been the easiest one to, like, recast and refurbish. So I'm glad that they did that. Um, But, yeah, we get we get the full squad. It was really yeah. interesting. We did not get them for long enough, folks. Because, no. Oh, no. You know, Wanda, she she does her little dream walking situation using the dark hold. She basically takes over um, that universe's version of Wanda, who is happy with her kids. She's not at all the Scarlet Witch. She's simply just a mum with her kids. But you know, Earth six one six's version, she she possesses her. She rocks up, and she like killing the Illuminati isn't isn't a strong enough word she basically turns she turns mr fantastic into spaghetti she there's you know she basically like implodes black bolt by getting rid of his mouth so he like oh it's just horrifying um that scene was disturbing on so many levels i swear like she she cuts in half half captain carter 
I think Captain Marvel is just like crushed to death, which I didn't think was possible. I thought I thought she was just so ultra powerful that that wasn't a thing. Yeah, I think what happens in that moment is she either like takes away her powers or kind of inhibits her powers. I think that's the I've seen that online. That's the only kind of actual explanation. But yes, Wanda, she wreaks havoc on that universe. Doctor Strange does escape with that versions, Christine and America Chavez, except, you know. We Ameri- totally forgot the most important one. Oh my God. The way oh. <laughs> Professor X is just, oh my God. This one, I can't believe we forgot this one. This one's cooked. So Professor X basically tries to like distract her or like take her out or like restore her mind. Classic, like, you know, going into Jean Grey's head kind of vibe. Um, goes in, finds the original Wanda underneath rubble, uh, Zakovia style, uh, kind of like WandaVision throwbacks kind of vibe. And then there's just this big old red and black cloud comes storming through this white hellscape. And Wanda just full breaks his neck, just like. Literally snappity snap snap. Um, it's so cooked. It's so cooked. It she's is. covered in blood. She's barefoot. She's limping. It's like a horror movie. It was like a horror movie. Um, and then, so yeah, essentially what then happens from there, Doctor Strange and Christine end up in this like kind of deconstructed universe where they then face off against another version of Doctor Strange, one who's more corrupt. Um, they kind of, you know, have a little bit of a battle. That one dies, he gets impaled, which is also horrifying. Then, you know, our Strange gets back to Wanda and America via his zombified body which is just like the most iconic but also ridiculous thing ever saves america instead of harnessing her powers he does the classic like no you can you can use them you've Um, always been able to use them yeah you've always been in control anywho america somehow punches like a hole into another universe which is wanda and her kids the kids don't recognize her because she's become the scarlet witch she has a redemption moment she destroys the dark hold yada 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 probably dies and that's the end of it happy ending the plot there's not much to it folks it was a very bland bland plot i'm gonna be honest there was a lot going on not much with the plot um yeah it seemed to ride solely on a sense of urgency that wanda was coming um and the the flow of the protagonist just trying not to die it was sort of the vibe it was just sort of like running away from a giant death wave was sort of the vibe of the whole film so like it, it, it and it was sort of carried by those moments where we see like Black Bolt or Full Fork Mode. Uh, you know, we see our bearded Reed Richards. We see all these amazing things along the way. But it is very much just a very straight line plot of we need to convince Wanda that killing people is wrong, um, which essentially is how we conclude the film. Well, right. Killing people is wrong. I can only imagine what would have happened if instead of bringing in Tommy and Billy, they brought in Vision. Vision would have full had a. Can you imagine that? No, but I th- that would have been worse than watching her kids just not want that. But that was something, again, the plot, this movie cooked it, I think, in terms of plot holes, because it's like end of WandaVision, we see Vision like resurrected and just flies away. And right? I, don't, I don't understand why Vision is not mentioned at all in this film, like at all. Like it's not even, doesn't even have to be in the film, but like I don't understand the emphasis on her children when like her real like, you know, partner, the person she was in love with is not mentioned once at all. I don't know why they don't use that as a way to sort of garner some sympathy or like some happiness from her. I don't know why they don't punch into a universe where he's alive as well. And it's like Wanda, Vision and the kids. Um, I was very confused by that. And that's kind of 
my big gripe with this film is I think it tried to do so many things and didn't actually execute any of them well. I think <laughs> like even, okay, so the film was supposed to explore the multiverse. Well, I think that Spider-Man No Way Home did a way better job of exploring the multiverse than this film did because yeah as I said really we only get to delve into one other universe that's all we get we get that montage where Strange and America are like falling through different universes but what was the point of that like to what do was paint the point? to do the paint universe obviously to have that one line was like will we paint for a hot minute and she's like yeah don't get stuck there that's not fun and it's like okay we know yeah. not to go to the paint universe I guess yeah, and like the the little tidbit of like the animated universe as well. I think it was like, and that was the pro- the problem with like them promising all these cameos is like the film was only two hours, which is kind of weird to say given that two hours is still a long time. But I definitely think it should have been like a solid half an hour longer. I think the Illuminati section should have been a lot longer because really like we introduced to these characters, they're assuming everyone watching knows who they are. Like if you've yes. never seen a Marvel film, you would have like people barely even knew, like you know like you look at Mr. Fantastic it's like if you don't know what a Marvel film is or like you've never seen any you know the old Fantastic Four films it's like what what does that mean why is he the smartest person like why is he why kind is he of number stretchy four? yeah why is he number four I don't understand no because this is something that people have told me not a lot of people know who the Fantastic Four is the last big Fantastic Four movie was a massive flop and then the previous one was also not great. And then the good one was nearly like 20 years ago. Like, No, exactly. It was, a, it was, it was hard. With the wheels reference with the, the X-Men 90s theme in the background. Like literally, I totally identify with anyone. Like that was the funniest. Thing. I think it was literally I was talking to some random and they were like, yeah, wheels. And I'm like, you have no idea who Professor X is, do you? You've never seen an X-Men film. And that is that was a completely different new and confusing concept and I've asked people this like did you find it hard to understand or like hard to get into and a lot of people have just gone yeah I had no idea what was happening but I loved the energy in the cinema so that was great yeah I I think it's hard it's kind of like the MCU obviously it's kind of like you know jumping into like a tv show and you start at season six and you're like what's going on that's kind of what the MCU has become um but I think even like, you know, yeah, if you don't, you know, watch any of the Fox products or previous Fox products, which is like all of the X-Men films or Fantastic Four films, if you've just seen the MCU, you still wouldn't know who those characters are. So again, it's that thing of like, not only are they expecting their audiences to come in having seen all of the MCU products, they're also expecting them to have seen things that weren't even like owned by Disney until a couple years ago. Um, So I don't know. I think yeah, it was that whole idea of the multiverse was not explored at all. And all all it needed to be was like moments where, yeah, America and Doctor Strange are falling through those universes. How much cooler would it have been if that was like an extra five, 10 minutes and like we actually got like a minute in each universe and like, you know, they, they end up in one that has a version of X-Men. It could even be the younger cast of X-Men. Another one where like we see Ghost Rider driving off, you know, Deadpool. I thought Deadpool wasn't going to be appropriate for this film, but given the fact that Wanda spaghettifies um, Mr. Fantastic, like Ryan Reynolds could have been in this film. And I think that was the the thing that like, it they didn't really like capitalize on actually exploring the multiverse. And even the Illuminati, I assumed going into this film that, 
they would all sort of be comprised of people from different universes, you know, like Mr. Fantastic would be from one universe, Black Bolt from another, but they kind of, I mean, they didn't even explain this, but I then assumed that all of those characters were from one universe, which is interesting, but then it's like, okay, they're making a Fantastic Four film. Like, are we going to get, I don't know, a different universe's Reed Richards? Like, what's going to happen there? Like, I think it was all a bit messy. You know, I don't know. What 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 are your thoughts on the way it kind of looked at the multiverse? Well, this is the thing. I, I was just thinking while you were saying that then, that there are a lot of scenes that I think were meant to be in different universes. There's like that antithesis book to the Darkhold. I don't remember what it was called. But there was that whole scene where they, the initial scene, actually, the first scene in the film where Alternate Strange is running with America through an like this hellscape, basically, that they end up in. It's like this ethereal world of some description where they're running through uh, no space, almost, um, to this book thing. Excuse me. Um, they're running through this, like, nothing scape to this book. And I'm just sort of like, that ends up being completely burned to shreds and mooted for, from the entire film. Was that meant to be in another, in an actual other universe, not in this like, like semi in between space? That's sort of where I'm. I'm at. I feel like there are scenes that should would have been longer and could have been longer, but they were moved out for Wanda. Um, but I don't think Wanda was written well either, because I reckon if Viz had come through, Viz would have been like, "What are you doing, Wanda?" You know, like full like that would have that would have done it because I feel like Billy and Tommy whilst the love of a life I feel like they oversold the motherhood thing it's like you don't understand a mother and it's like mm, women are more than mothers actually that really bugged me that whole motherhood thing um and I feel like we sold ourselves too hard on on these these smaller moments that became big for some reason and that I think we did lose lose these aspects because now I'm like with Black Bolt coming in are we going to get an, a, a correct Miss Marvel are we going to get a turgeon mist Miss Marvel no I don't think we are because it wasn't it was anything to do with us he died within like 10 seconds blew his own head up which was the most disturbing thing I've seen since Wallace and Gromit um I hate claymation just so everyone knows I was it you I had a conversation with about how chicken yeah. rung is completely traumatic and if I had seen this movie when I was the age I was when I saw chicken run same effect on my mental health etc um this was a disturbing film <laughs> it was a it was a fun film but yeah I think I think you're right. I think we got a watered down, a watered down multiverse film. And I don't think that means that I don't like it. I just, I just think that we could have, we could have seen far more. We could have, we could have hopped between more universes. Like you said, we could have investigated more differences. Like, you know, that green and red thing where they're like, green means, green means stop and red means go. And then somebody online was like, oh, Mordo's wearing green. It must mean it's a warning. And it's like, yeah, but Mordo always wears green. It's like his thing. Yeah. Um, no, I think that was, like, I think the problem is that this film shouldn't have been about the multiverse or at least, like, no. it should have been, like, an actual Doctor Strange sequel because this was not that. It should have been a proper mm. Doctor Strange sequel. And then a film called The Multiverse of Madness is something that got released a lot later on because I think the other issue I had is, in terms of the different variants we got, and this is something that really bothered me, is that 
you know, in Loki, for example, we got all the Loki variants. Some of them were Tom Hiddleston. You know, we had Sylvie, mm. which was a female version of Loki. We had an alligator. You know, even in Spider-Man No Way Home, we have different versions of Peter Parker, but they're, you know, played by different actors, essentially different people, still the same character. Whereas why in this film were all of the versions of Wanda and all of the versions of Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch and, and Elizabeth Olsen, and even, yes. you know, even, you know, Captain Carter, for example, sure, you could argue different version of Captain America, but basically all that is is just a div- like divulging timeline where instead of um, Steve taking the super soldier ser- um, serum, she does in the same way that, you know, with um, Maria Rambo being Captain Marvel, it's just a divulging timeline where instead of it being Carol, it's Maria. So it's not even essentially different variants. It's just kind of like a, a different timeline. So I would have loved to have seen like actual different versions of Doctor Strange, different versions of the Scarlet Witch, not just, you know, like obviously Benedict and Elizabeth were fantastic in the film and their acting and their performances were probably what held the film together, in my opinion. Um, Even, you know, like Christine, like what was the point of having a different version of Christine? And I've seen Rachel McAdams has said that originally it was pitched to her that there would be three versions of Christine. Um, So one was scrapped completely, but even... The one we saw, I'm convinced, was supposed to have a bigger role because, like, she's essentially relegated to, like, exposition machine that doesn't even get the time to actually spurt out the exposition she needs. And then all of a sudden it's Doctor Strange going, I love you in every universe. And it's like... Yeah. But, like, we don't even know who this character is that you love. Like, she's never really been given the time or energy to actually, I don't know, sell us on why she's such a fantastic character. I... I don't know. It was just a hot mess, I think. And, you know, there were so many reshoots involved. And I just think that, like I said earlier, I think the film wanted to be so many things and it ultimately ended up being none of them. Yeah, I agree. I think I think you're right. I think we could have had a really good, like, I think we could have had a really good dive, like, deep dive into Wanda's, like, mental health disaster post WandaVision I think that could have been interesting and we could have had a great a great Doctor State range sequel because we still don't know about what happened to the motto of our universe of 616 because he got literally relegated to an offline and it's like you try to kill me every time I see you in my universe and it's like Okay, what happened to the guy at the end of the original Doctor Strange that Mordo kills as well? Like, what about all of these things that happened at the end of the original Doctor Strange? I don't think this was a Doctor Strange film. That's that's where, that's where I'm at, because that original Doctor Strange was a really fun investigation of the magical universe, and now he's the exposition for the multiverse. And we got this weird, like, cameo at the end of a character that no one, I don't think, I didn't know who that was. I thought she was an inhuman. I, I genuinely did not know who that was. I, I, actually, initially, I thought that that she was uh, she was an X Men. Uh, who I don't know. I don't actually know the name of the character, but I know that that character at the end of the very film, like the very, it's not the last mid credits role. It's the mid mid credits role. Um, she's like, you know, you've created an, a thing. We're gonna go fix the universe, well, the multiverse, etc. Um, uh, she's apparently the love interest, and it's like, was this whole movie to get rid of Christine? Is well, that yeah, what the vibe well, yes, was? Yeah, so she is um, in, like in the comics, she's Doctor Strange's wife, um, and they basically kind of like play off each other, like she's essentially like the Sorcerer Supreme of the Dark Dimension. Yes. So that's another thing that bothered me is like essentially Dr. Strange's whole point in this film was like him realizing that Christine is the love of his life in every universe. 
and then they just introduce yeah! someone who is clearly going to be like, a, you know, clearly it's the idea that they'll be a power couple. But it was like, what was the point of even having Christine in this film then? Like, you right? if that was what you were going to lead to, you should have just cut her from the film and like put some attention on people who will actually have a future in the MCU. Because clearly this means like that's the end for Rachel McAdams, I think. Um, yeah. Which is really disappointing. It's super sad. She was a great character. She did some amazing stuff. She got thrown into a lot of wacky and wild situations. But I think this is an issue with the whole film. Wong gets strung up to a freaking cliff for like 30 minutes of the film. Like we're led to believe he's dead. And it's like, no, he's just hanging, hanging out on this on this cliff, trying to deal with Wanda. Uh, Wanda's going deep sleep death mode on and everyone. And then Doctor Strange is trying to save every woman in the entire film. Feminist reading, I'm sort of getting this vibe that every woman in this film was relegated to being saved or being like actually I would I would actually even leave it there, being saved. Like we had to save Wanda because she couldn't control herself. She was taken over by, you know, all these things in her head about she had to be a good mother. So she had to it's very traditionalist feminist reading that's the feminine reading not feminist definitely not a feminist reading I would have to say but it's very traditional feminine reading female reading of characters writing of characters even not reading I'm reading it as a feminist and it was written as like traditional female characters that like need to be mums they need to be saved they need to be helped it's the Daenerys problem women can't be led left in a, a position of power because they'll destroy the universe you know it's that See, that's interesting because I actually disagree with you on that. Oh, okay. I, I want to know. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm sort of sitting here like, I feel like this was written poorly, but I'm not sure. What do you think? Oh, it was definitely written poorly. That's <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you on that. But I think in terms of the, the, the way the female characters were represented, I think like obviously Wanda's probably the, the main female character in this film. And I thought she was the best written character. I think I do know yeah. what you mean in terms of her motivations seem very typical but I think when you look at the the context and you look at the narrative arc of Wanda it makes so much sense you know we're first introduced Mm -hmm. to her in Age of Ultron her brother dies immediately she's then taken in by the Avengers who then betray her and basically put on house arrest because she can't control her powers then they kind of save her then she gets relegated again she has to essentially murder like the love of her life no one really cares about her so then she finds solace with her children I think for it was more and that's where I think vision being in it would have been more important because I think mm. it was more about her wanting family and love rather than yes. the kids. And I think obviously the kids were that main source of comfort for her. But I think that's where her motivations were interesting because it was like you have the most powerful being in the galaxy and all she wanted was just like a family. And I loved that. And I thought that like the way they set her up to be the most powerful character was fantastic because it's always debated. You know, you've got the fanboys I hate to say it but everyone can't handle you know when Captain Marvel was introduced everyone got a bit upset for some reason people are kind of okay with Wanda being powerful they can't stand Captain Marvel but Wanda's okay and I liked that this film made it very clear that Doctor Strange cannot cannot in any way shape or form like put up a fight against the Scarlet Witch I love that and I thought that was very like empowering and even though she was the villain I never saw her as the villain and you and I have discussed how like everyone found her the most likable character in the film anyways even though she murders everyone 100% I I, even though I got that reading I do agree with you that's it because like 
I know that I'm ragging on. I'm ragging on her real hard, but I honestly would support her through anything she's going through. And I know I know a woman in crisis, and it's okay, Wanda. We are here for you. And if you need to murder a whole universe, at least you know. I, I was watching. I remember watching that scene where all of the Illuminati die, and just being like, "Hey, not our circus, not our monkeys. It's fine." <laughs> No, honestly, like, people Ugh. were, like, clapping. Like, when I went to see it, people were like, you go, girl. Like, that was just, you know. And I think a common criticism is, like, the characterization of Doctor Strange. Like, people were kind of like, he's a bit boring. And I think that's, yeah. it's very, I find it interesting because I think often in action films, it's usually people saying the reverse. It's always the female character was boring and one-dimensional yeah. and the male character was interesting. Whereas I think this time it was, like you and I said, this was basically, like, a Scarlet Witch film like people almost didn't even want Doctor Strange to be in it which I loved yeah. I think that's I've really enjoyed the dialogue like surrounding that I think it's refreshing um in terms of kind of stereotypical female characters though I think unfortunately America was absolutely just stripped down oh. into like petulant child that was yelling and it had nothing yeah. to do with Sochi's performance I thought she was great she's a great fit for the role but I think again it was that thing of like you know, they didn't have enough time to spend with anyone. So all we really got of America was her like yelling and freaking out and begging Dr. Strange to save her, which was annoying, but I'm excited to see what they do with her in the future. Cause I think the way they, the visuals of her powers were awesome. I love the way they manifested the fact that they actually did the star design was so cool. I thought it was going to be like super stupid and campy, but it actually looked really good. Um, but yeah, I just thought like Wanda was she like is the She's moment. Amazing. She is the I, moment. I think that's what I think that's why I picked up on the on the moments where she was written poorly because I'm like I fucking love this woman so much. Why? And I know that she was like having a basically a breakdown, so I get it. And I know that I basically agree with you. Like I'm now sitting here like going like maybe maybe I shouldn't have read that so hard into that that's that fire maybe maybe you know <laughs> no but that's I like I agree with you I think it's like it's I hard actually, I actually kind of took um solace in the fact that when you look online like people aren't like dragging her especially you know mm. if there's ever like a female villain I think you know oftentimes they get ripped to shreds but I think we're seeing a turn in Marvel films I mean even a, another great example is Thor Ragnarok you know Kate Blanchett was so good as Hela that oh. people like loved her she was the best part of that film and I think that's Seriously. where like we're kind of in a universe now where we're kind of so sick of seeing the same like overbearing dominating male villains that now we're getting like really charismatic like intelligent thought-provoking female villains or antagonists and it just makes the film so much better because it's like yeah Wanda you could argue that like everything she did in some way was sort of justified. And I think that's so refreshing given that Marvel yes. has a history with their villains. Like it's always Absolutely. the whole like copy paste hero with a different color, color scheme. swap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and they nearly sold us that that was what the film was going to be about as well with the, with the evil strange um, vibe. But I, I like this to bait, this bait and switch, shall we put it? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that we, I want more Wanda. I don't think she's dead basically is where I'm at. I, I want, I, I, ah, 
And I loved her costume in this one. I know you said earlier that lots of people are like, I don't like how they changed her costume. I think it looks a bit more dynamic, honestly. Like it's Mm. just, and I think she also, I think uh, Elizabeth Olsen actually had a a hand in designing the the costumes for WandaVision and for this film as well. So it's like really from her hand. Gone are the corsets in the, the pants and 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 free hands to do the things and the the blackened fingertips which honestly i think she should get looked at because that doesn't look too healthy um i i've in in all in saying all of this i think this was like a really fun movie that could have done more i think is where we're at like there could have been more multiverse I, i feel like there was a lot of madness if i'm honest but like there could have been far more multiverse of in this film no, that is like literally took the words out of my mouth. I'm pretty sure that was like the headline from my review. I was yeah. like, not enough multiverse, too much madness. Also, so like, I love that we're always on the same wavelength. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it for the film. I think that was, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Like it was really fun and enjoyable and people should definitely check it out because it's a very new and refreshing Marvel film. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know how they got away with a PG-13 rating, let's be honest, but story for another time uh yeah i'm any final thoughts stem before we wrap this one up uh well honestly i just hope that we get far more wonder we get another season of wandavision because i would adore that i don't know if they would do it i feel like they've said that it's over i, I just want i just want some more i would love some more x-men stuff i would love some wonder i would love some more of that universe because that is the that, that is the part of the universe that i love so much the x-men i love I love those guys. And I want to see if any of these cameos are more than just cameos. I want to see, I want to see more. But Eleni, did you have anything to say? Well, I totally agree with you. We love the mutants. I think that would be an mm. exciting future for, I mean, now they've all come out, like, um, you know, Patrick Stewart has teased he might come back. Ian McKellen, so Ian McKellen has said oh. that he would love to come back as be as Magneto and actually be the Scarlet Witch's father, which would be so cool. Um, oh my God, can you imagine? That would be fabulous. I'd be very keen for that. Um, but yeah, I think the the thing is that maybe the film didn't execute everything as it should have, but it definitely has set up a potential universe that could honestly have anyone and everything in it, which is so exciting. You know, imagine seeing Deadpool actually interact with other characters. That would be my dream. Um, oh, seriously. How wild would that be? I mean, we got the looks to camera in this film. He would have fit in so perfectly. Exactly. That's what I mean. When I went into it, I was like, he, obviously he's not going to be in it. He does not fit the tone at all. But he actually, if anything, like the film was more insane than what he even is. Like maybe he couldn't yeah. swear, but in terms of violence, he would have fit right in. Like, And they'd make a joke around how he couldn't swear. It, it'd be like, it'd cut away or something. It'd be, they'd manage it perfectly. Like I, I genuinely believe Miss Opportunity, but hey, I don't write films. I just watch them and make a lot of criticisms of them. That's just how I roll like most people in this earth. Exactly. And for anyone listening in, if you enjoyed Dem and I criticizing this film and want to hear us comment on on other things, other gaming things, other culture things, we have lots of other podcast content. We're um, Player One on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Of course, Dem said earlier, we're on radio, 8 to 11 p.m. Tune in, Sin Radio. If you want to head to the website, it's sin.org.au, at Player One Sin, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, where you can keep up to date on all of our cool, groovy content. Uh, anyone listening in, I hope you've enjoyed this chat. This is Eleni signing off from Player One. Dem. Dem also signing off from Player One. <laughs>